Praise God. I want us to start from somewhere this morning. Give me Romans chapter 8, verse 28 to 30. So that I just put some background in place before we zone into what I feel the Lord has for us this morning. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are they called according to his purpose. Say everyone he calls. Say after me, everyone he calls. He calls according to his purpose. Everyone. There is no such thing as an accidental new birth. Do you understand? The reason you gave your life to Christ wasn't because you watched burning hell and you were scared to death. That's the apparent environment around you then. But the Lord has called you before the foundation of the world for his purpose. Hallelujah. The reason you gave your life to Jesus was not because you grew up from a, a, a background where they say if you don't believe in Jesus, the enemy will kill you. They will use your glory to do to pound the arm under the mango tree in the midnight. <laughs> so you have to give your life to Christ so that you can be safe. You know, because you've heard stories of what the witches and wizards did to some of your neighbors. <laughs> Amen. It's possible something provoked and chased you, but that's not why he called you. Hallelujah. So there is a higher purpose. So there is a higher calling. That calling is God-designed and is not circumstantial. Am I making sense? It is not circumstantial. Circumstances might be around you about why the sun, you know, and all that. But the scripture says that things work together for those whom he called according to his purpose. Let's see the next verse. For whom he did what? For no. He also did what? Predestinate. To what? To be conformed to the image of his son. That he might be the firstborn among many brethren. This is God's determinate counsel. This is God's goal. The reason he called you and I is so that we can be what? Conformed to the image of the son. And what is the image of the son? You know, of course, that's the right next question, right? What's the image of the son? Because if I am to be conformed to someone, I have to understand that thing. Am I making sense? I have to know, not just, it's not just an idea of it that I need to know. I need to know that thing quite intimately. I need to be quite conversant with that standard, you know. So that I know exactly what is expected of, expected of me. Am I making sense? You know, and I said that because sometimes we don't, when we look at our lives, we don't see this goal. We don't see that we have this potential. That we can be just like Christ in all ramifications. Sometimes we even rationalize it. Say, I want to be like Jesus in character. But you zone out the power part. Say, ah, Jesus, No. <laughs> He, he has spirit without measure me. I'm just... Uh, you know the way we rationalize some of these things? We feel it's okay. It's, if I say you have to be meek like Jesus, okay. You can rationalize. Am I making sense? You have to be gentle like Jesus, even though I, it might be difficult. You have to be as powerful as Jesus. Mm, something is... You know, you just find it difficult to grasp that because you feel that that one is out of bounds, kind of. 
Am I making sense? But God said, this scripture says that is God's intent. Everything that Jesus is, is what he has called us to be. So you are a Jesus in the making. Can we simplify it like that? You are a Jesus in the what? In the making. You are another Jesus on earth, born, well, you were not born in a manger, um, you know, but you were born to grow up into that image and rise just like Jesus rose. That's our destiny. That's our destiny. You know, so, and if, if the one that was born in a manger, the most, the lowest of places, the lowest of circumstances, rose up to the highest of the highest. What about us? Do you understand what I'm saying? There's nothing stopping us really. Because it's paved the way. Am I making sense this morning? This is important because this is what makes you value the dealings and the trainings of God for growth. Because you can see where the Lord wants to take us to. That it is not just some earthly temporary mundane stuff that the Lord is about. What the Lord is building in us is an eternal house. is a house that endures forever. It is something that cannot diminish. It is something that cannot end. It is something that cannot be extinguished. It will not fade with time. It is eternal. Every step you take, every step you take, every step you take higher, you are what? You are pressing into that glorious future. And that is the most certain reality of our lives. What is apparent now is the temporary thing. Am I making sense? Everything around you now is the what? Is the temporary. What God has set his eyes on for us is what is permanent. And it is the image of his son. So you are a Jesus in the making. Sent from glory here to fulfill the will of God. To walk with God. To grow unto maturity. And fulfill God's intent and purpose. Am I making sense? And it did not just predestinate us only to be conformed to the image of his firstborn. See, he said that we might become the word that he, who is that he, Christ, might be the word, the firstborn among many brethren. Who are the brethren? Who are the brethren? I need answers. Who are the brethren? So we are Christ's brethren. He wants to stand in the midst of us and we can't, nobody sees a difference. He wants to. You know, and you could see a sign of that when they wanted to arrest him in, in the Gestaman, where, in the garden, when in, he, in the midst of disciples, they couldn't phantom who is who, even though he was much younger than Peter. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying? Even facially, they don't look the same. But there was something about them. There was a commonality about them. Am I making sense? God wants to, Jesus wants to stand in the midst of us and there is no difference. You can't tell which is which. This is not, uh, you know, I think it was the last um, statement in Animal Farm that said that Napoleon and the other pigs were having a meeting with the humans and the, some guys outside were looking from man to pig and looking from pig to man. They couldn't tell the difference between the two. <laughs> Amen. God wants to bring us to that place where when he looks at us, there's no difference. And he has achieved that, legally speaking. Am I making sense? Because the new birth achieved that word legally. That right now, as you're sitting right there, you are the very image and likeness of God. 
Because you are a new creation in Christ Jesus. Amen. Scripture says, if any man is in Christ, he is a what? You see, we don't yet fully understand that concept of new creation. It is new in about three senses. You know, it's more than that, but you know, within the context of today's message. It is new because, yes, it has never existed before. Do you understand what I'm saying? It is new because that new creation has no background. It has never, it's a new thing that the Lord has done. And it is glorious. That being, that creation has never existed before. Even the angels are, are, they are, they are surprised. They, you know, they marvel at this new glorious being that the Lord just birthed. Am I making sense? It is new in that sense. It is also new because it is radically different from the natural. Different from the carnal. Different from this present world and the course of this world. It is completely different from anything we have ever known. Am I making sense? So, the concept of importing our experiences, importing our lifestyle, importing our culture, our traditions, into the character and the frame of the new creation is such a devilish and a wrong thing to do. Am I making sense? And those are structures and customs and systems that limit very greatly the emergence of the new creation being. Am I making sense? It's like you having this particular device that is so powerful, can do anything. And then you lock it up in your garage, gathering dust. This machine can literally save the world. Am I making sense? It can literally save the world. But it's locked up in your basement somewhere, you know, gathering dust, ants and um, bugs and spiders and everything. It's made the home of it. That is what sometimes our customs and traditions and way of life and mindset does to the new creation being. It just conditions it and incapacitates it. Hallelujah. Am I making sense? And then you look at yourself. You begin to doubt the reality of what God says that you are. That you are the very expression of God's strength and image and glory. And then you look at yourself, you begin to think, am I sure? Is this true? It doesn't look like it. Amen. You know, one of the things that we really, really help us is to really concentrate on this concept of what we are in Him. It is so foundational and it is so needed. Because those are the things that do what? That wash away our minds. Wash away the wrong things, the, you know, the, the wrong mindsets away from our minds. Suddenly you realize that you are not just that, that young girl from Ikiti. You are a new creation in Christ Jesus. And in Christ you have access to all of God's glory. All of his power. Access to God's heaven's resources. The angels have access to divine counsel. You have access to understanding. You have access to divine wisdom. You cannot be confused. You cannot be stranded. You cannot be confused. You cannot, you cannot be afraid of tomorrow. You cannot be. The resources at your disposal is too much. The glory surrounding you is too much for you to dwell in confusion and uncertainty. You just need to activate it. Am I making sense? Am I making sense? So it is important for us to know God's purpose is that we should be conformed to the image of His Son, that He might be the first among many brethren. Next verse. Moreover, whom He did predestinate, them He also what? 
So he did not he didn't just predestinate us. He did what? He called us. All this happened before the foundation of the world. Even the calling. Whom he did call, he also what? Justified. He's justified you. And whom he did justify, he also what? Glorified. He's done everything before we even came on the scene. Everything has been done and made ready even before we came on the scene. And the reason he's going to do all that is because you would have no excuse or no reason or no condition or no obstacle to fail. Am I making sense? He is that perfect father who has prepared everything to the detail such that you have no wanting of anything. You have no need of it. Nothing is lacking. Nothing is missing. As far as resources is concerned to build you up into the full stature of the image of God. Nothing is lacking. Nothing is missing. He's made preparation for everything. Am I making sense? Amen. So, I want us to be encouraged this morning about this. That God has made all the provisions ready. He has. All that we need for spiritual growth. He has what? He has made ready. And we're not, the purpose of spiritual growth is not for something temporary in the here and now. Even though it's applicable to that. What God is doing is something eternal and something glorious. What he has in his mind is that we are conformed to the what? To the image of his son. He wants to replicate many Jesus. So that when he looks at the earth, he sees Jesus all over the place. Crushing the head of Satan all over the place. From America to Nigeria to Ekiti to Umahia to Maduguri, you know, to wherever. To Afghanistan, to Iraq. God's sons crushing the head of Satan everywhere. Legislating the kingdom. Bringing the new life experience to people. Getting them saved. Getting them transformed. That is the image of God. God is setting time bombs everywhere. Time bombs. It's like setting time bombs everywhere. Spread across the earth. And at the activation of that bomb, everything becomes what? Submerged. All the civilizations just become rubble. Everything. That's what God is doing. And that's why every day is giving ex- particular detail to your meal, your spiritual meal. Because a day is coming. A day of manifestation is coming. When he will trigger the button. And then the sons of God will manifest, will burst into glory. Am I making sense? A day of manifestation is coming. A day of reckoning is coming. You know. And God would pull the trigger and then his sons who have been prepared. Who have been prepared. Who have taken up the stature of the spirit. We step out and we provide leadership. We step out and we do what? And we disciple the nation and judge the iniquity of the nations. Hallelujah. That is when we will see really how weak Satan really is. How weak the God of this world is. You know, he's looking smart now. He looks as if he's on the front burner. As if the church is the one playing catch up. God never plays catch up. Did you hear that? God never plays catch up. <laughs> Hallelujah. He's always ahead. There's no one before him. Am I making sense? So when you look at the church, ah, church, ah, what's going on in the church? You know all these things. You know, things are happening in the world. How many of us saw recently the um, the that gay choir something saying we are coming for your children? Blah, blah, blah. You know, creating a lot of panic on social Christian social media. But as if ah, the down at the our children along, but you know, kind of, I was not scared at all, not one bit. 
God knows where he sent my children to the world at this time. I'm not, those kids, I'm not scared for them. Satan should be the one scared. What those kids are going to do? Am I making sense? God has it all planned out. The question is for us to cooperate with him. That's the only because we are free beings and he cannot force us. Am I making sense? But everything has been planned. You are just the only puzzle that he needs to fit into the plan and then everything becomes activated. So it's so important for us to understand. Last week we talked about how critical the issue of spiritual growth is and how that the design from God is that the part of the righteous should do what? Should shine brighter and brighter onto the perfect day. Am I making sense? Am I making sense? So we, we heard that then we, we talked about the, the importance of um, following, the, the un, having understanding. How understanding is so crucial to our journey and our work in God. Uh, we, 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 we read, um, I think it's Proverbs chapter 4, you know, what we talked about, how Solomon, you know, and in this case, it's the Spirit of the Lord admonishing us as Christians and sons and daughters of the kingdom to give heed to instruction, to give heed to wisdom and to understanding, you know, and that we should cherish wisdom and cherish understanding and it will become what? Life to us. I don't want to go too much into that because of time. Um, I just want to dive straight into um, what we have this morning. If you were not in church last Sunday, please get that message. It's on Spotify. Um, TGC Yaba on Spotify. You'll see all the messages there. Praise God. I sort of also introduced us last Sunday, you know, into the fact that God deals with us based on the level of our maturity. Am I making sense? Um, he, doesn't, he doesn't bring a dealing or a training to us that is more than what we can tolerate. Hallelujah. And we, you see that in Paul, when First Corinthians 3, when he was saying that, and brother, when I came to you, could not speak to you as unto spiritual, but as unto what? Carnal, even as unto babes. I fed you with milk and not with meat because you couldn't um, bear it. He said, I, brethren, could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, but as unto carnal, even as unto babes in Christ. Next verse. I have fed you with what? With milk and not with milk. For hitherto you were not able to what? To bear it. And neither yet now are ye able. So this was Paul using the intelligence of the Spirit. Through the leading of the Spirit, through submission of the Spirit, he was calibrating the measure and the stature of this Corinthian church. This was God evaluating the Corinthian church. If you want to put this into proper context, you can compare this scripture to um, Revelation chapter 2, where Jesus was giving a measurement, giving measurements of the church, say unto the angel of the church in Pegasus, unto the angel of the church in Smyrna, unto the angel of the church in Philadelphia. I know your work. So this is something... Like that, maybe not that in depth, but this is also some, a calibration of the stature of that. And he said that, okay, well, I would have loved to feed you with this type of food, with meat, but you are not able to bear it. So what I'm left with is to do what? To feed you with milk, to give you the instruction and the training that is appropriate for your stature. And God does that. Hallelujah. God does that. That's, that, that's God's M.O. God gives you that which is appropriate for your age. Amen. God doesn't do associative training. 
Amen. He doesn't do sentimental training. He doesn't do all those. He doesn't. I said last week that he doesn't. It's not like some schools in Lagos where they said, ah, because this little girl, this little boy, is the son of our biggest financier. Let's keep rewarding, you know, let's keep rewarding him or her with first position in class. Oh, this child, I said, ah, five years in the same class. Please, let's move him to the next class. God doesn't do that. Amen. God is faithful, he is enduring, he is patient. He will give you the measure that you can bear for time. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So God does that. So you see that, and that's why it's so foolish to look and compare yourself with somebody else, the journey of somebody else, the presence of somebody else. Because you're different. You are different. Like I said, church is a school where all of us are going to end up. It's radically different. We don't know, maybe Pastor Busara is still going to Canada. Or, or where do you want to go? Maybe I'm prophesying, or should I say Iraq or Afghanistan? <laughs> Amen. We don't know. You don't know, maybe somebody, you know, maybe God will pick um, Folusha and send her as an apostle to somewhere. You know, Russia. <laughs> Amen. So, but the reason for this congregation right here, right now, is because God is doing a work in us. Am I making sense? It's like when you go to school, you meet new friends, comrades, bunkmates, bedmates, uh, spiritual. Some of them become life partner, you know. Some of them become covenant friends. Some of them become, you know. But what brings you all together is because you're coming under a season of what? Of training. Hallelujah. So God brings things around you that is appropriate for your training. And that's why when you look at when Pastor Busayos was preaching two Sundays ago and was talking about the different levels of, um, of spiritual maturity, the babyhood, childhood, you know, uh, and adulthood, you could see different expressions of that based on the dealings of God for them. I mean, this is a dealing of God based on the level that these people are. God's dealing with them is to do what? To give them the milk. Why? Because the milk can help them grow. Am I making sense? Was this first Peter 2 that said that as newborn babes desire the word, the sincere milk of the word, that you may do what? That you may grow thereby. So the milk is for spiritual growth of babes. Hallelujah. Let's go, let's go to first Peter chapter 2. Let's start from verse 1. So the reason I put up this verse is because I said something last week that um, so I, I've said the first thing I said that God gives us age appropriate training right the second thing also is that even in our classifications even in the classifications of you know babyhood childhood and adulthood and all that sometimes you find that certain tendencies are in people even though they don't necessarily belong to certain class because um we also don't have the perfect response to the things of god is the reason why the holy ghost takes his time you know to really drill down to really drill down and make the training personal, instruct us on a daily basis because he doesn't want to leave um, any stone unturned. You know? But for broad classification purposes, the reason why we say, okay, there is babyhood and there is childhood and there is adulthood. In fact, I said last Sunday that I rather even want to merge together the babyhood and the childhood phase so that I can concentrate on you know, childhood um, and the adolescent stage and then the mature stage. You know? More like... Um, Children, young men, fathers. Am I making sense? Um, 
So I'm not, I'm only adding another dimension, another perspective to Pastor Bessiah's message. I'm not invalidating his message. Am I making sense? But for the purpose of us understanding, you know, the modality of God's training, it's important for us to calibrate it this way so that we can have understanding and then know how to respond when God is dealing with us at the personal level. Am I making sense? So what one of the things that you will see at the babyhood stage is one word. What's that word? We said it this morning. What is most peculiar, most apparent thing about baby stage? Hmm? No, not me. As in, in terms of character, what is it? Sorry? Yeah, there's a, there's a word God, there's what the scripture used to capture it. Canal, 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 canal. Babies are canal. Praise God. Say babies are canal. <laughs> it doesn't mean that they are, you know, our concept of canality, sometimes you think somebody who has learned the way of the world and is, you know, is immoral, is uh, sexual immorality, all those, those kind of things, things we think. The, the canality in this sense is that, that this person hasn't learned the way of the kingdom. Do you understand? This person hasn't what hasn't learned the way of the kingdom, doesn't yet understand being led by the Spirit, crucifying the flesh, you know, dying to self, and following the leading and the training of the Holy Spirit. And we see that in our children. It's so difficult to you know, children. If you leave children by themselves, they are purposeless. Am I making sense? Just play. When I mean they are purpose, they have purpose, but they have, but I look at your purpose and their purpose. It's very far. The child's purpose is to eat and play. And he can do that if you allow them, he can do that. My son, you know, this holiday now comes to my room about 7.30 in the morning and say, Daddy, can I play with my tab? He knows that it's holiday season. He won't say that when it's school season. Am I making sense? So he knows all this and wants to take advantage of his dad. Can I play with my tab? I say, okay, go and play with your tab. Next day he calls, daddy, can I watch the TV? Okay. I mean, your holiday training will soon start, but maybe this week you have it and <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? That is a child. Child doesn't understand what's going on in, say, ah, this Nigeria. Nigeria is, you know, child doesn't understand what's going on. You know, if it's time to eat and there's no food, he's looking at you and saying, why are you wicked? He doesn't understand your struggle and how things are hard outside. What concerns him? My friend, give, give us food. <laughs> and give me the food I want. <laughs> Amen. Sometimes the food they want is not the food you have. So counseling starts. <laughs> if counseling doesn't work, then threat and intimidation. You intimidate the boy. If you don't eat it now, if you don't... The real issue is we don't have the capacity for what the boy wants. <laughs> Hallelujah. No, we do all sorts of things. But that's, those are ch- that's children for you. Children, and if they don't get that thing, they throw tantrums. Like um, Simi said, they throw tantrums. If you don't get, my son has a very funny way of, you know, of, the guy wants to deny him something. The guy just does his head like this and begins to behave funny. That's, that's children for you. If your child is perfectly behaved, you should worry a little because you, you know you should wonder what's going on. I've been on my mama lotiwa. You know, you realize we have a lot of concepts. Praise God. So children are carnal. They are carnal because they do not have yet the capacity to process and walk by the purpose and 
the way of the kingdom. It's not there yet. That, 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 those things are not installed yet. And that is why milk is introduced for the what? For the purpose of spiritual growth and development. And let's see the things that are defined. So when I read this, I was like, God, are you sure this is babyhood? Because men of God have this. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying? So wherefore laying aside all malice and all guile and hypocrisies? Does that sound, this, this sounds like mature stuff. I mean, it's like things that mature people deal with, right? And envies and all evil speakings. You know, next verse. As newborn babes desire the word, the sincere make of the word that you may grow thereby. Next verse. If so be that ye have what? Tasted that the Lord is gracious. And there's one also thing that defines the childhood stage. Is the manifestation of the graciousness of God. Things come easy at the baby stage. It's the reason why some people don't ever want to grow. In fact, this is actually the trap. Why some people don't want to grow. I mean, why, if you tell my son today, now that son, tomorrow you are, you are going to go to the field and work for the food. He's going to look at you and say, no. I'm going to sit right on this table and Antimata will make food for me. That's the easy life. Am I making sense? You know, you see people saying all over the place, the adult things is, I don't like this adult. Can I go back under my present? What is the problem? Responsibility. Now you are interfacing with the elements and seeing that it's not easy. The easy life is for you to sit down, cross your leg, and then somebody's doing the work for you. And you're just like jizzing and just enjoying yourself and all that. And that is the point. When you're a babe, the gracious of, graciousness of the Lord is apparent. It's everywhere. Before you wake up, passion is already bubbling inside of you. Visions and revelations are just flowing anyhow. You know, before you close your eyes, word of the Lord has come. You alone, you have 15 words of the Lord. And they are not fake. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying? There is energies. You are not doing anything for it. You are just receiving it by grace. Everything is just, arrangement is just there. You know, the table is set before you and there are plenty options. You're just eating and you're just eating. Hallelujah. But there is something in that stage that if, you are, if your eyes is not set on the purpose and understand the importance of spiritual growth, you will want to stay there and not move forward. Hallelujah. And that's what's happening with these people. They've tasted that the Lord is gracious. All the free bees, all the good things have come. And they now don't want to grow. You see, because what the milk does is that the milk brings the season and continuous use of the milk, accurate use of the milk, also takes you out of the season by reason of growth. It's just like the same, the same child that you are feeding every day. I mean, Rina now you, is feeding bottle, feeding bottle, feeding. A time will come where the same you, the parent, is one that will win her from that feeding bottle. Am I right? The same you will, is, is the one that will take her to register her in um, nursery school. Because now she's wearing uniform. You know? And before you know it, Rina is in primary one. She's carrying backpack and all that. You know, and then because she's responding to your training, a time comes you graduate her to what? Secondary school. You know, and then you decide whether she wants you want you want her to go to boarding school or to day school. You know, so 
the the cooperation of that child with his or her parent ensures that what she is being graduated from one level to another. Am I making sense? So even though the purpose of the milk is for us to grow, as a result of that growth, seasons will change. Am I making sense? Am I making sense? As a result of that growth, what will happen? Seasons will change. And that was why Paul said, I could not feed you with meat, but with what? With milk. Because milk is what you need at your level. Am I making sense? So, but the issue is that because some people don't want to grow, do you know what happens to them? They stop taking the sincere milk. Because if you take the sincere milk, you have no option, you will grow. Am I making sense? Am I making sense? If you take the sincere milk, you will grow. There is no probability there. The things of the kingdom are not probabilities. They are not the issue of maybe if you plant, it may grow or it may not grow. No, if you put the conditions right, what will happen? Growth will come. Hallelujah. If you put the right seed in the right ground, what will you expect is growth. And it is certain it will come. It is certain. You know, that was what Paul was trying to explain in, um, I think it's Hebrews chapter, is it 12? No, it's Hebrews chapter 6. Hebrews chapter 7 talked about um, moving, moving away from the foundational principles of God. Let us move on to perfection, not laying again. Um, can you even give, give me verse 3? And this we will do if God permit. Next verse. For it is what? Impossible for those who were once enlightened and have tasted of the heavenly gift and were made partakers of the Holy Ghost. Next verse. And have tasted of the good word of God and the powers of the age to come. Verse 6. If they shall fall away to renew them again unto repentance, seeing that they crucify to themselves the Son of God afresh and put him to an open shame. Next verse. For the earth. Now, if you look at the previous three verses, you would think what he's saying is that for somebody who has tasted of the good word of God, and partook, partook of the power of the age to come, uh, and all that, if they fall off like this, it is impossible for them to ever um, come back again. You know, that's what it looks as if he's saying, right? But this verse 7 gives it a lot of context. And see the context. Say, for the earth which drinketh in the rain that come, cometh oft upon it, and bringeth forth herbs, meat for them by whom it is dressed, receiveth what? Blessing from God. Next verse. But that which beareth thorns and breasts is rejected and is nigh unto cursing, whose end is to be born. So it's given two powers light. The land, there is one land. Um, go to verse 7 again. Um, rain came upon it, verse 7. Rain came upon it, and then it does what? It brings forth herbs, meat for whom it is what? It is dressed. Now, what's the difference? There is a dressing in this one. Do you get the point? There is a dressing. So, the herbs that it brings is herbs that is what? That is dressed, that is stilled. It talks about the specific seeds that was or the specific vegetable that is what? That, 
But the one that brings forth thorns and breasts, was it dressed? You don't need to dress. Just leave the land alone. It will bring forth thorns and what? And that is what you need to bring forth thorns and breasts. You don't need to dress it. You don't need to cultivate it. So it is the uncultivated land that does what? That brings thorns and breasts and is therefore what? Rejected. Am I making sense? I want you to get it because this is very crucial. It is the uncultivated land that refuses to bring forth fruit. The reason it's not bringing forth fruit is what? It is uncultivated. Hallelujah. The land that receives rain and is dressed, the Bible said it brings forth the herbs meat for him that dress it, and that bringing forth is an expression of the blessing of God. Does that sound like sincere meat to us? Does that sound like sincere meat to us? So, God bringing, you know, the right rain, bringing the rain, the seed and everything, is for us to do what? To bring something out in return, which is fruitfulness. And once all that process is completed, once the rain comes, the right seed is planted, and dressing takes place, there is no way you will have fruitfulness. That is where the impossibility of it. So it is such a rare occurrence for somebody who have tasted of the good word of God, who have tasted of the power of the to suddenly say, I turn just how almost impossible it is for a land that has received rain, that has received seed, and has been well dressed, how impossible it is for that land to bring forth tons and bread. It is the same way, almost impossible for somebody who has partaken of these things to suddenly turn and say, I'm not doing it again. Am I making sense? So the real meaning in there is not just what is apparent. It's not just talking about the fact that somebody who has tasted of certain glorious things, they suddenly turn about. He's saying that it is nearly impossible because the land that receives rain and receives seed and is properly dressed will definitely bring forth herbs, meat for the purpose for which it is dressed. And that is the same for milk of the world. If you feed on the milk of the world, if you feed on the milk of the world, you will grow spiritually. Am I making sense? You will what? You will grow. So, go back to um, First Peter. So, what is the answer to all the carnality that children display? It is the what? The milk of the world. The milk of the world. What is the answer to the carnality that you're displaying in your life? What is the answer to it? It's the word. What you need is growth. Hallelujah. What you need is what? Is good. Give us um, um, Hebrews chapter 5. Let's see that again. Hebrews chapter 5. I think let's do verse, verse 7 um, downwards. So I can just drive this home this morning. Who in the day? So he was talking about Jesus being the high priest after the order of what? Of Melchizedek. And he's saying that who in the days of his flesh, when he had offered up prayers and supplications with strong cry and tears unto him that was able to save him from death and was heard in that he feared. Next verse. Though he were a son, yet he learned what? Obedience by the things which he what? That's another level of spiritual maturity, right? And that's another training relevant to that level. The things he what? He suffered. He did what? He learned obedience. He couldn't have learned it another way. Should I say that again? He couldn't have learned it another way. 
God tailored those things specific to him. So God wasn't saying, yeah, Jesus, even though you did not learn by instruction, you learn by suffering. That wasn't what... <laughs> that is not what is happening. People say, people say such things, say such things because they just have a mindset that Christians shouldn't go through some hard times. And the, only re- and the way they rationalize, the reason why you are going through hard stuff is because you have refused to learn by instruction. It's not true. The Bible says that Jesus learned what? Obedience by the things he what? I'm sure he learned certain obediences by instructions too. But at this level, at this stage, this is the training and the dealing of God that was made for him. And he couldn't have gotten this training another way. There is no other way but this way. Am I making sense? But let's move forward. This is not where we are. We'll get to this place uh, maybe next week. Next verse. And being made perfect, he became the author of eternal salvation to, uh, to them that obey him. Next verse. Called of God and I priest after the order of what? Melchizedek, verse 11. Of whom we have many things to say, but had to be altered, seeing that you are what? If you compare this with 1 Corinthians 3, does it make sense? I came to you wanting to give you meat, but I could not give you meat because you are not yet there. So next verse, let's see. Yeah, for when, for the time ye ought to be teachers, ye have need that one teach you again the what? The first principles of the oracles of God and have become such as have need of milk and not of what? Of strong meat. Next verse. Verse 13. For everyone that useth milk is what? Unskillful in the word of righteousness. For he is a, he's a babe. It's a babe. And this is the reason for the manifestations of carnality everywhere. There is an unskillfulness. There is something that is lacking. That's why there's malice, there is, you know, there is brickings, there is all this. Because there is a lack of the understanding of righteousness and the skillful use of the word of righteousness. But what is going to solve that? You know, people misinterpret this verse to mean that because they are using meek, that's why they are unskillful in the word of righteousness. No, that's not what this verse is saying. Hallelujah. That is not what this verse is The verse is saying that they need milk because they have been unskillful, because they have remained a babe when they ought to have. So, according to this verse, you see that there is a timeline of growth that God expected them to have, you know, graduated. There is a season, there are seasons that God expected that by this time, by the things that have been given to you, you guys would have. And then what happened, why they did not graduate is because they stopped using the things that they needed for them to graduate. Am I making sense? They stopped feeding on sincere milk. That's what happened. Because if they had fed on milk, they would have definitely grown as we have already established. Am I making sense? So, and if they have grown, it would have come to a time when God would have said, oh, it is time to graduate and then, you know, the way you put on gown for your children and then you graduate them from one, maybe nursery to primary or from primary to secondary. So, God is now, you know, creating a, what's the word now? You know, when you create a lesson, extra lesson, extra curriculum, you know, during the holidays, you know, you bring, you know, there's something that, that, that other countries do that we don't do in Nigeria, it's called summer school. You know, where children who didn't do well in a certain term, 
rather than repeat the class as it were in the next calendar year they go through a summer school process where they are taught those things again one given another try you know another try again and then once they grasp grasp it and then do the exams and they pass they can resume with their mates at the beginning of the new calendar year you know so that is what is happening here so god is saying that okay you guys ought to be teachers by now you ought to model the stature of christ by now and then be an example of believers so that people can look at your life and begin to see the pattern of christ in you but because you have refused to grow because you are still remaining a babe and you've become unskillful i now need to arrange milk for you so that you can grow what's the purpose of saying this say milk is crucial for growth that's the word because sometimes you know we see this these people trying to create disparity in the kingdom. That the fact that you are using milk means you are inferior. You are, you are in the inferior things of God. No! Milk is meant to deal with some very fundamental things. And without you using milk, you will not come into full conformity. If you like be hearing revelation that is tearing heaven like this physically. It will not produce fruit. You will not be fruitful in the things of the Lord. Am I making sense? So it is important for us to engage God and allow him to use the word to flush out those things that are not his character and his image in our lives. Hallelujah. Give me Ephesians 4. Let's see characteristics of a child again and how God trains children. Ephesians chapter 4. Verse um, 11. And he gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers. Next verse. For the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry. Actually, there shouldn't be a comma after saints. So you should read as one statement. For the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry. Next verse. For the edifying of the body of Christ. If law come in the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God. Unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Next verse. That we what? That we henceforth be no more children. So... We've talked about babyhood, but I said I'm putting everything together. But this, what do you see here? What is characteristics of children here? They are always tossed to and fro about with every word, wind of doctrine. By the slate of men, by cunning craftiness, whereby they lie in wait to do what? To deceive. This is another character. This is another reason why God brings spiritual growth dealings for spiritual growth to do what to bring stability to bring stability to bring edification a building up probably said that the fivefold is given for the word for the edification of the body of christ to build up the saints it is the built up saints who can do the work of the ministry am i making sense it is the what it is the built up saints who can do the work of the ministry when you put ministry, the issue of the kingdom, the issue of purpose in the hands of babes who have not been built up, they do what? They make a mess of it. Even in eating milk, in fact, when you give your child food, do they make a mess of it or not? You see it's scattered everywhere. You are the one that will still come and clean up after them. That is the way children make a mess of doctrine. They make a mess. A mess. They get ideas into their heads you know have you heard, have you heard people say <laughs> have you heard people say things like you know the reason why you are going to stop is because you are not mature 
me as I name it as if before I finish saying the word, heaven is answering. And then they feel pompous. They have benefited from a certain spiritual reality. They've tasted the goodness of the Lord, first uh, first person chapter two. And now it has turned into what? Pride. And then they look down and look inferior, and then others around them look what? Inferior. I've told us many stories here on campus where we wait ourselves based on the hours that people uh, people pray. So if you hear today that your friend prays four hours, ah, you must pray four hours, 30 minutes, because that's how you overtake him in the spirit. (laughs) Amen. And then when he displays a certain spiritual gift, you you want to convert, the Bible says you should convert, convert spiritual gift, I convert that gift to you, I will go and pray so that I can have that same spiritual gift. And so when I display it, I come back and say, ah, ha, I remember the first day I had one of my friends. So then we're just getting introduced to the gift of the Spirit, you know, ministering to the Lord in tongues and all those things. So, so one of my friends used to, they used to pray in tongues, they would sing in tongues. How many do I desire this singing in tongues thing now? That's how I went to sports center. That day. I just pray, 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 and then I prayed in faith, confessed in faith. I just started singing one song. And it was, I can't remember the song today, but I was singing. I was, I was very excited. I could sing in the spirit. I was so excited. So I ran to one of my friends. I said, do you know what happened today? I sang in the spirit. She was like, do you remember the song? I said, yes. Just sing it. So I sang it. So, that sounded like a Gibo song to me. <laughs> <laughs> she just killed the whole energy and the whole vibe and everything. You know, you see all kinds of displays making a mess. You know, why? Because that is what children do. But you don't stop the training and the feeding because of that. Because what is really going to take away the mess at, after all, at the end of the day, is what? Is feeding, proper feeding. But you know, sometimes what we even do, we now, we now suddenly add adult, is there any word like adultify? You know, you suddenly just, when you see people like that, what you should do is to pray for them. People make a mess. You should pray for them, not despise them, not mock them, or not become bitter. You know, people who are on their way, you know, they are following the purpose of God for their lives, become completely distracted by the mess of babes. It's such a casualty in the spirit. I don't know if I'm making sense. You, you, God has dealt with you. God has taken to a level is dealing with you, you are you know, pursuing purpose, things outside are not okay in, in terms of things that, the training is ongoing, it's not palatable to you, but you're focused and then suddenly a small child somewhere makes a mess to you and then you become utterly distracted and bitter and confused. And then God is telling you, what is wrong with you? Focus on your journey. You know, and then all that just, you know, messes up the training program. And then we go about, start doing, uh, what's the word? Start your competition. It's just babies making a mess. Just ignore it. Their father will clean them up. You're not their father. Am I making sense? You focus on your journey, on your own spiritual growth. Their father will do what? We clean them up. Babies make a mess. Hallelujah. That's the purpose of training. You know, so that the saints can be perfected for the work of the ministry, so that the body of Christ can be what? Can be a different. Another crucial truth here is that 
as babies grow, as children grow, the body becomes edified. Did you get that? What is crucial for the edification of the church is that children must grow. So that child you are despising, that child that is misbehaving everywhere, he is crucial to edification of the body. Am I making sense? We must have the right reaction. Praise God. We must have the what? The right reaction. We must have the right understanding. Last week we talked about how crucial understanding is. Because sometimes it is our lack of understanding and lack of insights that make us misbehave and mess up God's training program. What do children need? Love. If you see the next verse, speaking the truth in love, you may be able to grow up to him in all things. What do children need? Love. What do children need? Establishment. What do children need? Sincere milk. Amen. They don't need your reaction. They don't need nastiness. They don't need bitterness. Even though they are being bitter, they are being they are malicious. They don't need a return of that. What they need is love because that is what will make them grow. And this is why you see that the devil really does a very terrible work among brethren when it conditions the heart of brethren to return evil for evil. To return malice for malice. Hypocrisy with hypocrisy. You know, and then somebody makes a mess and then you return it with bitterness, hot anger. And then all kinds of things begin to happen. Hallelujah. I mean, look at the look at look at the sincere make God brought to the first to the church in first Corinthians. I mean to Corinthian church, rather. You know, and then what did it result in? Divisions and bickerings. They had camps. Say, I am of Paul. We, the, that's what is called wind of doctrine. Wind of doctrine. You leave the substance. You begin to pursue the wind. Paul was crucial for the edification of the body of the church of Corinthians. Am I right? Apollo was crucial to the education of the church in Corinthians. Am I right? Because scriptures posted, Paul planted. What is Apollo's ministry? To water. What is God's own contribution? brings the increase. Does that sound like Hebrews chapter 6 that we read? For the earth that receiveth rains from Noah, and, and it brings forth what? Herbs for the purpose for which it is what? Dressed. So all these arrangements are in place for the purpose of growth and edification. But what happens to that church? They formed camps and then begin to fight each other. Jeopardize. No wonder when Paul came I was expecting that the work would have progressed. These people would have matured and they would have graduated. What happened? He came back and saw mess everywhere. He saw people everywhere. He saw camps everywhere. And he, the revelation and the light that he was bringing, which was due for that season for the Corinthian church, he had to hold it back. And then let's create an adult training. Because these people are behind. Am I making sense? These people are what? They, are being, they have used what is intended for their growth. They've made a mess of it. They've made a mess of it. Hallelujah. Say in Jesus' name, I receive grace to stop making a mess of divine provisions. That is, that is so crucial. That is so crucial. That's so crucial. What God has intended for our spiritual growth and development 
the enemy comes and ambushes it and then we use it to make a mess. And then it creates divisions and creates fightings and creates all kinds of things in the body. You see a church that is supposed to be closely knitted together, united in purpose, united in faith. That's what that scripture says, that we may come in the unity of faith and of what? The unity of the knowledge of the Son of God unto what? A perfect man. That is that church that you see where all kinds of nonsense is going on. And that mess have now become the identity of that church. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We must have understanding to embrace God's dealings for spiritual growth. Because that is what destiny is, what is hinged on. That's what destiny is hinged on. Every response must be out of love. Every response must be in further commitment to feed and to grow. If you feed on the milk of the world, you will what? You will grow. I, I, I think it's a good place to, to just do it today, right? Am I making sense? It's a good place to do it today. And I, I'll just end by charging us, you know, that the word provides such a crucial, you know, plays such a crucial role in our lives as Christians. We can't do without it all. We can't what? We can't do with. There must be a radical passion in our hearts to feed on the word. Should I say that again? There must be a radical passion in our hearts to do what? To feed on the word. This Bible, we have to eat it. We have to what? We have to eat it. The word has to become centerpiece. See, there's no way around it. The Christianity that rationalizes the devotion to the word to just sound bites that we should be taking like snack is a very it's a very terrible, it's a very, very terrible Christianity. It's a very terrible understanding. And it's an ambush. It is an ambush of the enemy. The purpose of it is that when the day of battle comes, you will not have strength for it. And that's what is happening in a lot of Christian life. There is no strength to engage because there has not been purposeful time devoted to the milk of the world. There is no strength to engage. There is no energy to burn for spiritual growth because there hasn't been a taken in. There hasn't been a taken in. There hasn't been a taking in. There has to be a taking in in the appropriate measure. Am I making sense? There has to be a taking in in what? The appropriate measure. Stop this soundbite Christianity. Stop snacking on the word. It's time to devolve the word. It's like snacking on, they said um, there are six classes of food, right? Your protein, your carbohydrate. Imagine taking your protein and your carbohydrate like once in a week. What are you going to have? Stunted growth. Children who ought to have become mature, but they have refused to be mature. So they have over, you know, and, and there's, a, there's a difference between an overgrown baby and a baby. There's a big difference between a baby that is supposed to be, there's a, there's a difference between a 17 year old behaving like a 5 year old and a five-year-old. There's a difference. 
the environment is very different even though the behavior is the same one is bringing joy and another is bringing pain hallelujah the apparent realities look the same because they behave the same way but one has been a waste of investment because of the refusal to match why do you think children bring heartbreaks to their parents because there has been investment do you understand that investment is not just physical resources there's literally be a shedding of life so that that child can grow and be conformed to the image that the parents want him or her to be conformed there has been a sacrifice parents literally sacrifice their life and that's what parenting is about that's what motherhood is about it's about sacrificing your life for the next generation and that's why have you seen this very devilish wicked new understanding about the abortion movement that demonizes babies because it brings psychological and physiological changes to the mother and said that thing is doing is killing is a parasite god will forgive our generation god will forgive that is the manifestations of a mind that has become reprobate i was arguing with somebody one day about this abortion issue and he was telling me that no you have to that there has to be that a baby that is doing all that bringing all that damage to a woman's body the woman must have a right to remove it i said what do you think life is what you have today somebody in quote died for you to have it what you are reaping today somebody planted for you to have it somebody provided a platform you know and that's why this this terrible spirit that 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 abuses the older generation because of their imperfections is a very crazy and a wicked spirit because of people's imperfections you you know you mock their sacrifice have you seen children mock their parents said because your parents is doesn't have money so you mock the pain and the sacrifice and everything that parent has gone through because you now are in a place of privilege you think you have knowledge such foolishness such foolishness such foolishness and that is why people like that don't escape the judgment of god because it is an affront against the order of god affront scripture says despise not your mother when she is old and many children today despise and i don't mean that literal children i even mean spiritual children who are despising their fathers and their mothers the very thing the very you know the very uh the, the very stream that birthed them and that labored and provided the platform for which they are enjoying the liberty of god that they are enjoying today hallelujah we must cry out to god for help we must cry out to god for help all that is because some people refuse to grow properly because some people refuse to grow properly god has to help us this soundbite christianity has to stop 
we have to really get deep into it the measure of the river of the spirit that is to the ankle that is to the knee or that is to the waist is not enough what is enough is the overflow am i making sense what is enough is what is the overflow that is what is enough that is what is enough anything less than that will bring about stunted growth we have to feed on the word we have to feed on the word we have to feed on the word because growth is crucial when we grow the body becomes edified when we grow the body matures when we grow we hasten the day of the lord when we grow the kingdom is downloaded when we grow the kingdom is enacted and when we grow we bring the salvation of the lord to the face of the earth growth is crucial the world is crucial to growth it is time to begin to feed on the world it's time to go back to all those bible plans and begin to devote them voraciously let's return to the world let's return to the world let's return to the world let's return to the passion of the morning let's return to the passion we started with the world has to be a center place the world has to be a center place let's try to our feet and rise to our feet this morning the world has to be the center we have to return the word back to the center it has to form the center of everything growth is essential growth is crucial and the word is crucial for growth for when ye ought to be teachers ye have need that someone teach you again what constitutes the first principles of the oracles of God say ye have need of milk and not of meat because you cannot bear it how it is time it is time it is time to take the sincere milk it is time to graduate it is time to grow it is time to grow it is time to grow. Scripture says, break up the fallow ground. It is time to seek the Lord. Because when the rain comes, when the rain comes and the land is cultivated, growth happens. Fruitfulness happens. Fruitfulness. Fruitfulness happens. Fruitfulness happens. I said last week that supply is not in low quantity supply is not in low quantity it is your appetite that is low i also fresh for the labala balaba shata hababur sefretela libra shofera daba hadona papala ba sheke de daba rike polobo sefretela liba retinia prosefida neko pala kese fratula balanchila mero flatior sense de prune ela prison ela via ponte likerostaya je pelele krushovira atrosin de la balabalaba mako popo shete de daba rika la baba shete de daba hope la papa babala come on pray come on pray father i receive grace I receive grace I receive grace to go back to the place of the word to go back to the place of the word to go back to the place of fellowship to go back to the place of study Bible says study study to show yourself approved study to show yourself approved studying is crucial for approval studying is crucial for approval you cannot be approved when you don't study study you show yourself approved Avia sofretele li sofresia babala balaba shata o menekatalia prosofida babala balaba study to see yourself approved unto God a workman 
that needs not be ashamed rightly dividing the word of truth there is no right division of the word of truth if there is no study there is no right dividing the word of truth and you can rightly divide the word by wisdom and understanding which doesn't come but by study it is time to grow. It is time to grow. It is time to grow. It is time to move to the next level. It is time to graduate. It is time. It is time. The time of growth is now. The time of increase is now. The time of edification is now. The time, the time to increase in capacity is now. The time to increase in capacity is now. The prayer level must rise higher. The commitment to the word must rise higher. The commitment to the things of the spirit must rise higher. Growth. Heaven is beckoning. Heaven is beckoning. It is time. You stay too long on this stage. You stay too long on this level. It is time to move. It is time to move. It is time to respond to the training of the Lord. It is time to respond to the dealing of the Lord. It is time in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we respond to you this morning in faith. And we thank you, Lord, for the word that has come. And we made a commitment to be, to profit with this word. In the name of Jesus. We receive strength this morning. We receive strength to break out of the mold that has kept us at being a child. That mold that does not accommodate spiritual growth. That mold, that shape, that frame that does not accommodate the pursuit of purpose. We shake off that frame this morning. We break that frame this morning. And we'll embrace the new passion of the Lord to journey, to pursue, and to press in the name of Jesus. This morning, from this morning onwards, we press. From this morning onwards, we press in the name of Jesus. And we, we bring the word back into our lives. We bring the fellowship of the word, the commitment to study, the commitment to devotion, the commitment to, 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 to meditate on the word. Scripture says, This book of the Lord shall not depart out of your mouth, that you shall meditate during day and night. Father, we receive grace for this commitment, O oh God, in the name of Jesus. We refuse anything less, O oh God. We refuse it with a passion today. Anything less, we refuse it. We don't want the, the, the lifeless, growthless Christianity. We don't want it. That maintenance Christianity that has no power, that has no bite, that has no passion, no stature, we reject it in the name of Jesus. 
and we embrace the dealings of God for our lives for, for the purpose of spiritual growth and we receive spiritual acceleration in the name of Jesus for the time to favor Zion yea, the set time has come and we receive the dealing of the Lord for this set time for spiritual acceleration in the name of Jesus thank you Heavenly Father in Jesus precious name we pray hallelujah glory to God